Welcome to Frickity Frack, we do talk back. Thank you for joining me in this special episode as Frick is off spending time with his Bankai. Uh, my name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Uh, Frickity Frack, we do talk back is a show where we will discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. We will be going through an episode of Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, and connected to teachings from the Bible. I will be continuing our study of Thousand Year Blood War uh, until the conclusion of the series slash season. I'm going to go in a different direction if the season goes on a hiatus or a season break. It could be anything ranging from other anime, comic books, or movies, or video games. Uh, the name of the show comes from my dad who dubbed my brother and me Frick and Frack since we were kids. So this is about the fourth episode of Thousand Year Blood War. Uh, the title of the episode is called Kill the Shadow. Now, before I get into the uh, plot synopsis of the episode, I want to apologize to anyone who uh, might not like the way I've said names or um, locations, things like that. These names are very difficult for me to pronounce, and so I'm, I've looked them up on the Bleach Fandom Wiki site to get an idea of how... Uh, these names and places are pronounced better. Uh, I've watched most of Bleach in the sub and uh, the subbed version, so I don't hear the the English way that names are pronounced as much, uh, and so it's a little bit difficult for me. So thank you for everyone for bearing with me. I am working on it. Um, so just as a always a preface, I won't always say the names right. And hopefully it will be better. Um, not that anyone's complained, but just as a heads up, I'm not uh, perfect at this. All right, so now we're into Kill the Shadow. So in the beginning of the episode, uh, we start receiving the casualty reports of the amount of Soul Reapers killed by the Vandenreich. Uh, the Sternritter uh, members there come across different captains and members of the uh, of the soul reapers uh, and the captains know that they should not use their bonkais, uh, but are forced to because they know they won't be strong enough to beat them without the strength of their bonkais. Now each of the four captains uh, have their bonkais stolen and not sealed as originally thought. Now Ichigo is fighting Kirigi and Huekomundo when Urahara is contacted by R&D of the Soul Society explaining the situation about Bankais. During which Kirigi is annoyed because he cannot steal Ichigo's. Ichigo gets Kirigi in a good position, and Urahara blasts him and tells him to head to the Soul Society immediately. As Ichigo travels, uh, Kirigi traps Ichigo in between the worlds. Uh, so that's what happens in this episode, and luckily... Uh, the synopsis for this episode is, is much simpler this go around because of the action and the fighting. Uh, and so one of the things that I love about this episode, if you are an action fan, if you love uh, violence and mayhem, this episode is chock full of it uh, with the Stern Raider uh, members plowing through the no-name... Uh, soul reapers that encounter them from the get-go just tearing through them um, and so there's blood and 
one of the things that I've, you know, having going back reading or watching uh, old episodes of Bleach, you know, for animes, they uh, they do censor things from time to time, especially, especially in when it comes to violence and blood and things like that. They'll change it to being like a light, a, a white fluid instead of red blood, those kind of things to keep it from uh, being considered overly gory. Uh, they are not uh, doing that for these episodes. They, they are keeping them pretty close from what I can tell uh, from the manga. No, it's been a while since I've read the manga, so it's, uh, you know, I'm not fully remembering, but it's, it's going back to, you know, being very true to that. And so uh, one of the things that I, I love in these episodes is even though there's, there's just brief moments for a lot of them, character personalities are, are fully on display. Uh, Renji, when he comes in and uh, takes on his, the Stern Ritter, his, uh, his attitude is that of superiority. Now he's kind of taken that a little bit on from Byakuya. Um, Byakuya. Um, once again, apologize for the name pronunciation uh, from his captain, and uh, you know knows that he's powerful because Renji is one of the people who can perform a bankai, and you're supposed to, you know, when you're able to do bankai, you're supposed to move up to cap- you should be able to move up to captain, but there's no captain spots open. So anyway, so uh, Renji is is a very powerful lieutenant. He's like, man, I got this you know, I can save the day because I'm a hero and that's what heroes do to quote, uh, Thor from, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, and so he has that moment and that, that kind of attitude. And it's really great that he's able to, you know, have, have that moment. And Byakuya has his own, you know, personality on display. He too has, a, you know, a sense of superiority because he's, from a, a noble family. And so he is also extremely powerful uh, amongst the captains. And it, it also comes from a sense of no, since he's from one of the noble families. Uh, but also one of the things that I, I love in this uh, episode is that Byakia, as he is uh, talking to Renji, he's like, I'm going to use my Bankai. Now, if my bankai is sealed, I want you to do everything in your power, you know, and use yours to defeat the person. So, I, so the captain is sacrificing his bankai, his ability to be able to use that bankai, uh, instead of Renji losing his. He's, and which is very different from what Byakuya was like when we first met him. He was very cold, very. Uh, you know, didn't really care. And so his interactions with Ichigo and coming closer to Rukia and Renji through all of this has really softened his character and, and cha- and I believe it really has changed his leadership style. And so uh, I really like this, that he it, it's shown this way. He's like, I'm going to use my Bankai and I'm trusting you Renji to, 
finish this if I lose my power. And so uh, for me, that was just amazing. And there's other, you know, uh, great character moments. Urahara is a always extremely interesting character. I love the way he talks. I love the way he can switch from being uh, goofy to deadly serious at the uh, you know at the, the spin of uh, at the drop of his hat, and uh, so it's always one of those things that I, I really love that you know that working with Urahara. And I love the way he, he speaks to Akon uh, over, you know, back where Akon's back in the Soul Society. And he's like, how's it going over there? And he's like, what? How, what's going on? And Akon's freaking out. And Rohar's like, well, this is what's going on over here. Now, seriously, how's it going over there? And it's not like, a, oh, you know, how's the weather, you know, in another town or a different state or another country or anything like that. No, he's literally asking, he's like, What's going on over there so I can best help? You know, like, I know Urahara has his own issues with the Soul Society and why he's left. Uh, um, but it's one of those things where, you know, he's, he's still going to do what's best for, you know, the Soul Society, for the land of the living, for Earth, and, and Huecomundo as, as best he can. And so uh, that's one of those things that I, I really enjoy about uh, this, you know, this episode is that, especially with these three different kind of moments, and now we'll, we'll see other things uh, throughout, and then I'll talk about more when we get to the biblical theme. But one of the things that I, I love is that uh, one of the things that, you know, going back and watching the anime is that uh, Bleach does have a tendency to break the fourth wall from time to time. Uh, and I just recently was watching um uh Tsuchi and his fight with the Espada and when Nemu when Nemu died died or had her life sucked out, you know, when he revives her, uh he you know, the the actress is making very sensual noises and so he you know, Uryu, you know, complains like, Oh, I can't believe that was so it was so indecent. I was like, we couldn't even you know, show the audience what was going on, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, and it leads into an argument between Kurosuchi, Uryu and Renji. And, and it's just really funny. Cause they, I mean, they're, they're really talking about the audience and Kurosuchi is I was like, I've never done anything that is not able to be used for family friendly entertainment. And so that's one of those funny things going on with that. And, uh, but anywho, uh, so I wonder if these people realize that they're, you know, that, that what they're saying is kind of a moment of, oh, thank goodness, the protagonist is coming. The main character is on his way. Everything will be okay. Because I know that, you know, that happens quite a bit in, in shonen anime uh, with the main, the main protagonist. Everyone kind of knows he's the person who or she will be the one who can save the day. Or if they're one of the things I always kind of joke about, um, you know, with my wife when we're watching shows and uh, uh, things like that, like war movies and things like that, and it's, especially ones that are not based on his, historical events, 
They're like, well, you know, how did that, how's this person surviving? They should be dead. And I was like, honey, they've got main character protection. And so that's one of those things that we, you know, we have. And, and shonen animes are notorious for that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so when Ichigo is on his way, you know, the, there's this random Soul Reaper in the R&D department that's like, Ichigo saves the Soul Society. Everything's going to be okay. We're good. I, I know. I don't have to worry anymore. Uh, and the same thing with Ren, when Renji saves his subordinate. Uh, we don't really know who that person is uh, because it's probably the last time we'll see them. But when Renji uses um, Zabimaru to um, get between him and the Sternroder uh, member, uh, you know, I really love that. Um, I love Zabimaru. It's one of my favorite uh, Shikai releases. Um, and uh, it's one of those things that I just really love how that all works and how Renji uses his Shikai. Um, and so those are the, the things that interested me in this episode outside of the biblical theme. And so the biblical theme comes from Psalm 31, verse 9 through 10. And this is what it says. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. Uh, when I watched this episode and I, and I thought about what happened in, in the different, um, in, in these episodes, it really made me notice, and especially the, the distress that the captains had when they lost their Bonkais. Um, Hitsugaya, uh, in particular in the episode, uh, I mean, he's yelling at his sword to be able to hear him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to put up an image. Uh, from the uh, from the manga, if um, of how both of those about Byakuya and Hitsugaya uh, feel when they realize that their bankais are um, stolen and not there, uh, because the um, um, Kubo, as he depicted these scenes did this really awesome imagery that you see here about them being alone and disconnected. And uh, when uh, Ichigo in the, in the beginning of this series in the original Bleach anime series, he, uh, he learns about Bankai. He learns about the Zanpakuto uh, and his Shikai and everything like that. And about the spirit uh, within the sword that he has to get to know and to work with so that he can unleash his full potential and, and earn and gain his bankai, you know, and find his true Zanpakuto, those kind of things. Because, uh, you know, go back and read the manga or watch the anime and all that will be explained. But anyways, but there's, there's a, a living spirit within uh, each soul reaper's sword uh and that once they learn the, the zanpaka's name uh and able to release their shikai but then once they get to their bankai you know their their sword and the spirit within is just as much a part of the soul reaper as as their arm or even their own you know part like in a way 
their bankai, their the spirit within the Zanpakuto, is really even as much a partner slash friend or brother or sister as uh, any other might be. Like their sword is is just as much a uh, them as they are, and and so when I was thinking about this and and Psalm thirty one verse nine through ten came to mind in this uh, because you know in, in the the psalm writers talking about this is be gracious to me O Lord for I am in distress my eye is wasted from grief my soul and my body also for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing my strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away uh, being completely disconnected from their bonkais from their zanpakuto uh, is crushing to these soul reapers. And so it can be the same for uh, for us when we lose a special loved one um, and uh, and why, how that can be harmful to people. Uh, um, unfortunately, I, I just had a friend who, who lost his brother um, today uh, at the time of recording. And uh, I, I'm really think uh, I'm thinking about this for, uh, my friend and how this could be, you know, so hard for him because his, his brother was his best friend. And, uh, and so this can happen to any number of people where we get to a point where we are losing our, uh, a loved one. We've lost something that we identify with. Uh, uh, some people, they get their identity wrapped up in their profession or a family member or a relationship that they're in where instead our identity and who we are as an individual and really as a corporate body too needs to be in Christ, not in uh, our accomplishments or our professions or anything like that. And, and the same goes for the church where we get our, we can get our identities wrapped up in our, you know, you know, I, I'm the pastor of virtual United Methodist church and, we can get our identity wrapped up in that where we lose ourselves to the overall body of Christ. And we're not supposed to do that. Uh, we are members of the body of Christ. We are Christians first and foremost. We are children of God first and foremost. And, and so uh, when we lose that connection, when we choose to be separated from God in that way, it can be really difficult for for us, and and so I want us to take this time to uh, remember that we are uh, called to uh, have our identities in God, and and so if, in this time when you're listening to this, and and maybe when you watch this episode, and you see the despair and the distress that the um, four captains have in losing their bonkais. Um, you know, think about what we, you know, you might have lost or are losing or uh, you, you would be afraid to lose. And, and think about how we as Christians can help others who have lost something as well. Um, no one has usually been immune to loss. So, um, so take the loss, take the, the hurt and the grief and sorrow that you face. And when you come across someone who is hurting, be there for them in that way. Be the hands and feet of Christ. 
and and love on those who are um, feeling sorrow. So I want to encourage you today uh, that if you are feeling sorrow or feeling loss in any way, that you remember that Christ is with you no matter what is going on. Uh, Jesus is there to comfort us. Uh, one of my my go-to verses um, that has shaped me a, a lot is, uh, blessed, are, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. That's from Jesus um, is preaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, when mourning is happening, when grief and sorrow are occurring in an, an individual or a group or a corporate body of the church, uh, we as the church, as the body of Christ, are supposed to come and go to those who are hurting and be with them. So I encourage you to reach out and, and find someone that you can speak to in your grief and sorrow and always remember that. Uh, so for this episode, um, this is probably this is the best episode by far, um, but it's just shy of perfect in, in my mind. So I'm going to give it a 4.75 uh, because there's great action uh, and there's more action to come. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, one of the one of the issues in, in this particular episode is that there are so many battles going on at once. So they can't really they really couldn't flesh battles out. And, and I, I did look at the, the manga chapters that are attached to this episode and saw that, you know, there are very brief fights as well because there were so many going on. Remember there's, there's uh, six, I believe there's 16 stern riders uh, invading the soul society in different areas. And so there's a ton of battles going on and, um, and so that's one of those things that I'm always kind of, you know, always have to learn about and, and be wary of that, you know, there's a lot of battles going on. It's going to chop between them and, and not focus on one battle for a length of time. Um, uh, it will get to that point when they start doing that more and the other kind of fights. But th for this particular one, uh, this is just the way that is. Um, but they're, they're great. I love the, the actions, especially seeing Viakia. Um, Byakuya uh, uses Bankai and um, and I love his his Shikai form as well. I just think that's really awesome. It makes me think of Gara from uh, uh, from Naruto. He has his, his Shikai is very similar to Gara's sand defense, that kind of thing. Um, and it also it also makes me think of Obi Wan. You might be thinking, "Oh, what's that? Are you crazy?" Like, how can you think of Obi-Wan? Well, Obi-Wan is my favorite Jedi. And one of the things that you learn uh, in the extended, uh, expanded universe and more in uh, Star Wars lore is that Obi-Wan is actually is considered one of the best uh, swordsmen in the Star Wars universe. Uh, but it's because he is completely mastered form free in, uh, in in lightsaber combat, and that is a, a combat style um, that emphasizes defense, and, uh, and and so it's very much the same way that you know he he can stay for hours blasting back blaster bolts. He's also able to defend himself against multiple lightsabers because he, he, he's the one who defeats Grievous. Uh, he defeated Darth Maul. 
and all of them used uh, multiple blades um, at once. And he did, and Obi Wan did that because of the death of Qui Gon, and he realizes like I need to to be able to fulfill Qui Gon's dream and desire for Anakin to become the chosen one. I need to be able to defend myself enough and protect myself from you know those who are attacking us. So that's why he mastered form three, which uh, when you read the revenge of the Sith novel, uh, he says like, these are, this is the form that younglings learn. He's like, yes, but it's, it's, you've mastered it and it's perfect defense. Like you won't have any issues. So anyway, so, so I I think of that all that to say, it's a great episode. uh, 4.75. All right. So anyone with questions, uh, for me about the biblical lessons that I talked about uh, in this episode or any other discussion ranging from anime, comics, or anything in general, feel free to email me at talkback at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at FrickityF or at FrickityFrack on Instagram and Facebook. Remember that we love you. Uh, most importantly, that God loves you. Now go release your Bankai. Thank you.